Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. That's good, isn't it? I don't know how to keep it there. Um, right. Okay. So what I'll you, I should have sorted this out before. Corinne's here. Hi, Corinne. Um, what if I do it like that? How's that? That's all right, isn't it? Right. Um, evening all. The problem is I cannot see the questions on Instagram. But anyway, never mind. Um, okay. Good evening. We've got, um, we've got some questions here. Uh, before I forget, I always like doing the ones that get asked on the sticker. So I've got a sticker ask, sticker question on Instagram about have I considered laser for tattoo removal? Um, something like, is that a stupid question? No, it's not a stupid question. Um, it, I, I haven't. Uh, and I, and I, I think the problem is that I'm probably, maybe not probably, maybe definitely, um, not kind of perhaps not quite as much of a businessman as I should be um, because a businessman would say, yeah, tattoo removal, uh, the, uh, the mainstay of tattoo removal is laser. So if you're going to be kind of advertising that you do tattoo removal, then um, you should offer laser. Um, but I am a surgeon and although a lot of plastic surgeons do do laser uh, and are involved in laser, I've never really been involved in laser. It's never really been my thing. In fact, I've never really been involved in anything non-surgical. So that, again, goes to the uh, um, uh, business aspect of it, because for many years, people have told me I should do non-surgical work at my clinic, um, and I haven't, um, simply because on a personal level, it is not something that I um, have been interested in, and I have only really been interested in doing surgery. So, um, I, I, so no, I haven't considered doing laser. I would defer to a laser specialist and I tell everybody who inquires about tattoo removal that laser is the first um, port of call for tattoo removal and so you know you should have a look into laser I you know I do think it is important to look into um, laser first and really I treat people where laser uh, hasn't worked or isn't an option for whatever reason it's going to take too long or too many sessions or there's a color in the tattoo so there's several reasons why laser might not be a good option but in general terms it is the best first port of call if you have a tattoo that you would like removed and I haven't considered it because I um, am uh, not interested in, in laser um, in doing laser stuff but as a businessman I should probably you know you probably say I should employ someone to do laser or something like that so maybe I should maybe I will one day I don't know but um, yeah, not at the moment because I'm just doing things that I do really. But uh, I think the problem is I've always been, I'm just looking for an easy life. I don't want to bring on new problems about things that I'm not experienced in. Um, and, you know, I'm laser, I have done laser in my training, but it's not really been something that I, when, I, when you branch off in plastics and you subspecialize, my subspecialty was more in sort of, um reconstruction reconstructive microsurgery and uh rather than lasers or or uh or, or non-surgicals or things like that 
Um, I'm saying, hi, Jodie. I think you passed your germs through the phone last week. Hope you're feeling better. You know what, Corin? Is that Corin? Yeah, that's Corin. You know what, Corin? I think there's an awful lot of it about. Don't blame me. Um, there's an awful lot of it about Corin. Everyone you speak to um, is uh, has got something, and we've all had it, and at all different times. And uh, was I? I wasn't that bad last week, was I? Oh, anyway. Um, so yeah, so thanks for that. wasn't a stupid question, and I haven't considered doing laser uh, at this present time. Um, so what we got is the inner thigh a good area for tattoo removal on a skinnier body type? Well, the two things I always say again on the theme of tattoo removal is it's the size, the size, and probably actually more importantly the shape of the tattoo and the location. So the location in itself, in terms of inner thigh, is not too bad as as, as locations go, um, because there is a bit of spare skin in the inner thigh. Um, so yeah, inner thigh, not such a bad area, but the size and and um, shape of the tattoo is more important. So if it's a long, thin tattoo going down your inner thigh, happy days, you could get quite a Quite a big bit of skin away in that in that uh, orientation, but if it's kind of going across your thigh, thigh sort of transversely, not quite so happy days. Uh, or if it's round, not so good. So uh, basically, um, wherever it is, a long fat, a, a long thin tattoo is is favourable, and it's the distance in the shortest dimension that's important. It doesn't matter about the longest dimension. It doesn't matter how long it is. It's the shortest dimension. So a long thin tattoo is fine because you'll be able to cut it out in that orientation whereas a short uh, kind of round tattoo would be bad so i think the shape of the tattoo would be important that, in that area but in itself a um, tattoo on the inner thigh the inner thigh would not be a bad area i would say it would be potentially a good area for um for tattoo removal um can we remove a cyst located in the thyroid no so uh, we we did a that makes me think uh, we did a, a while ago and i think we're thinking of restarting and doing ads um google ads you know when you search for stuff that you can come up on on google for uh for, for certain key terms and mole removal there was quite a lot of um work on mole removal so that we didn't come up for people who had moles in their gardens um breast i remember chimney breast we had to get chimney was a negative keyword um but cyst, yeah, cyst is an interesting one because I think I previously said, oh, we can remove cysts from anywhere, anywhere in the body. I might have said that. I shouldn't really have said that. I don't think I did say that, actually. Did I? Maybe I said lumps from anywhere in the body. Anyway, the point is we are, as plastic surgeons, we deal with soft tissues. We deal with kind of skin, many around the, around the kind of skin. So we don't do deep things. So ovarian cysts, uh, a thyroid cyst, would be a different type of doctor who would deal with cysts in your liver, for instance. That would be a different type of doctor. So no, that would not. Uh, we would not be able to remove a cyst in the thyroid. That would be a general surgeon who um, would do that. They would. They 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 have spe subspecialty of uh, general surgery. Um, it would be thyroid surgery, and that would not be a plastic surgeon who would be um, who would be doing that. So no, we would not be able to do that cyst in in your thyroid we kind of do skin skin cysts skin cysts on pretty much any part of the body but but um, not not deeper ones um i have a lump on my back near my spine that's oval shaped and quite large now i've read lipomas are easily moved and soft this is firmer and feels anchored to something deeper below the skin 
does not seem to move very easy either. Several years ago, I was told by a doctor it is a harmless lipoma. Oh, see Excel document too long to fit in this box. Okay, maybe I should have read that first. Okay, um, so yeah, I mean, the bottom line is lump near your spine, whether or not it's easy to move and what have you, uh, you that would require a scan. And I hate to say it because I don't want to be like one of these, you know, the doc these days doctors, we just tend to sort of fall back on scans at, uh, without so much as a buy or leave. Um, um, so, however, so what was it? It's, 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 however, I'm getting a bit concerned at this point. If it were cancerous, would I feel pain considering the closeness to the spine? I wonder if it would be more painful. Um, not necessarily, no. Um, the uh, I, I've got to be honest. I mean, lump near the spine could be cancer. Being cancerous is not quite so much of an issue. Is you know the other issues is is it something to do with the bone? Is it something to do with the nerves? We don't really want to get in there in a certainly in a local anaesthetic operating theatre and find that it's something to do with a nerve or a bone or or uh, or extremely deep and we can't find it. So it really would be advisable to get a scan on that. And a scan will be able to give you an idea of what it is. It won't be tell you exactly, but it will give you an idea um, of, of whether it's got fluid in it or whether it's uh, solid. Um, the depth of it, which is really important if you're considering having it removed, because sometimes um, uh, lumps and lipomas, which I think is what you've been told this is, lipomas can be quite deep. So even though it's a lipoma, which is a harmless fatty lump, it can be kind of deep to muscle. Um, and so again, you don't really want to be in a situation where you're trying to remove a lump that's deep to the muscle under local anesthetic. That'd be very hard to do. It'd be very uncomfortable. And so if it is deep, then that will be something we'd be thinking about a general anesthetic. Although um, the other question is, do you want to have it removed at all if it's so deep? And, and the fact that it doesn't move uh, very much. Again, suggests it might be deeper. The more superficial it is, the more uh, mobile it is. If it's kind of deep under muscle, if you can under, uh, if you can imagine it's kind of underneath the, uh, you know, the blanket, lots of blankets in the bed or something, you know, it's a bit more difficult to remove than if it's just underneath one blanket. You know, if it's underneath 10 blankets, you can't really move it where, you know, so basically that, that might be, um, that might be the reason why you can't move it. It might be that it's anchored to deeper structures. And again, um, hopefully the scan would help give us an idea about that. But um, the depth of it is important. But if the other thing is, so we've got to think, why are we why are we um, having a conversation here? Uh, is it because you're worried it's cancer or is it because it's a nuisance? Because if it doesn't really move much um, and if it's not painful, um, then you could say, well, I'm not, do you have to worry about it? And if you say, well, I'm actually, I'm worried it's cancer, then that's a different kind of story then. Um, the scan might be able to tell us, or they might be able to put it, if they can't be, you know, um, convinced on the scan, they might be able to put a needle in and, and biopsy some of the tissue, some of the, uh, some of the lump uh, with a needle to save you having to go through surgery. Because as I say, if it's deep, then uh, surgery might be a little bit more difficult Whereas if it was superficial and uh, superficial to the muscle, then um, we could remove it for you. And then that would obviously tell us what it is. But if it's going to be difficult to remove it, if you're going to need potentially um, general anesthetic to remove it, you might consider 
not having um, it removed. You might consider just having it biopsied, or as I say, maybe the, the scan will give you an idea whether it's uh, a cancer or not. So it sounds like it needs a bit of a uh, conversation, that one, because if it is quite deep in the spine, you might be um, less uh, uh, likely to, to remove it and more likely to potentially uh, leave it alone if you can be reassured that it is uh, unlikely to be anything um, to worry about. So, yeah, interesting case. Thanks for the question. Probably needs a, a, a consultation and a chat with a with your doctor about that one. Um, can you remove knuckle tattoos? You can kind of remove anything. The problem with removing tattoos by excision is... Um, you waved. Sorry, the problem with tattoos by excision is that it leaves scars, number one. So you might look a bit odd having scars on your knuckles instead of tattoos on your knuckles, which might not be great. But knuckles are just not great areas. And so can you? Yes. Do we? Not very often, um, simply because even a small tattoo on the knuckle would be quite hard to remove. Um, it's not very, there's not a lot of spare skin, especially when you move your hand. So you don't want to start you know, people say, oh, look, I've got loads of spare skin. They pinch it. So we actually cut it out and we pinch it like that. But then they go home and then they pick something up and then the wound opens up sort of thing. So um, it's not as much spare skin as you might think on the knuckle. So it's not a great place, to be honest with you, for a tattoo removal. Inner thigh may be OK. Uh, knuckle, not so good. Um, so um, you can remove knuckle tattoos, but it's not a great area to have a tattoo Um removed unfortunately so again going back to laser might be a good option for that um, can smaller tattoos on the lower leg be surgically removed yes i mean the lower leg so presumably you're talking about the bit below your knee so the bit below your knee well the whole bit below your knee is called the leg the bit above your knee is called the thigh so um unless you mean the lower bit below your knee so down towards your ankle um if you are going down towards your ankle it's not a, got a great blood supply, the, the skin round towards your ankle, and also it's quite tight. So it's not a, it's not a great place for an excision um, down there, uh, and it is quite tight, and you'd be surprised that even a small tattoo might be quite tight uh, and might need a couple of goes, um, but certainly they, they, they can be surgically removed in that area if they are indeed small. Um, scarring's not great. It might be a bit red, might be a bit stretched, and uh, it might take a little bit of time to um, it might take a little bit of time to to, to heal and to settle because it's it's just not a great place for healing, unfortunately. So that sort of area around the ankle is a is a classic area for uh, delayed wound healing, and uh, and it can be a difficult place for healing, but certainly it may well be possible to remove it. Um, we can always um, advise you. Send us a photo. WhatsApp us. The WhatsApp is doing well. Uh, we've got a WhatsApp button on the website. And when we send out, if you, if you inquire, we, I say we, I've made a little booklet, um, a, a see and treat booklet, which, and there's a little link on that booklet that goes directly to the WhatsApp. So I'm um, trying to encourage the WhatsApp and it's, and it's working really effectively. So you can WhatsApp us a photo if you, if you want, and we can have a look at it and give you a, um, an idea whether it could be removed. I think I caused a hypertrophic scar on my arm from an itchy bug bite. I'm a picker, so I kept removing the scar for months. Now it's raised, dark and crusty. I keep finding it down, Oof. scraping or clipping it shorter, but it comes back. What do you suggest? Sounds like it might, well, well, yeah, it might be a hypertrophic scar or it might be a, um, 
a dermatofibroma. So a dermatofibroma is, is often an itchy, uh, annoying uh, a lesion on the arm. I would suggest that need to have a look at it. If it's a hypertrophic scar, um, so it's for months. So if it's a hypertrophic scar, time might make it better. Steroid injection might help. Silicone tape might help. Pressure might help. Um, so all these things might help if it's a hypertrophic scar. If it's a dermatofibroma, it might not help and you might uh, want to have it removed. The problem with removing it is, first of all, it will leave you a scar, another scar. So you're always going to have a scar. So you have to accept scar number one. But the problem with removing something you think might be a hypertrophic scar is that you might get another hypertrophic scar. So some people are more prone to cause hypertrophic scarring. Now, if it is hypertrophic because you kept on picking at it, that is in a way a good sign because if you don't keep on picking at it this time, then you're less likely to cause the hypertrophic scarring. So if there's a reason for your hypertrophic scarring, that would make us more um, uh, amenable to removing it by, you know, excising it, performing surgery on it, because we'd be less worried about it causing another hypertrophic scar um, and more confident that it would be successful. But if there was no reason for it to be hypertrophic and it maybe it's just your body causes hypertrophic scarring, we'd be a bit more anxious about removing it because we don't want to give you a, you know, trade in one hypertrophic scar for another hypertrophic scar. Um, we can get an idea by looking at it, whether it's hypertrophic or if it's a dermatofibroma. Um, so it might be one. So I probably would say um, give it time, ideally 12, really 18 months if you can. So if you can give it proper amount of time, if you can, unless it's really bothering you, um, massage can help. Silicone tape can help, possibly steroid injection. So it might be worth trying these things first, because if these things work, which, which are all things that might work on a hypertrophic scar, um, then it might not need surgery because a hypertrophic scar is usually self-limiting and will sort itself out, but it can take 12 to 18 months for it to properly sort itself out. So that would probably be the first way to go. If it's still not responsive to those things or, or um, if it's lasting longer, then certainly surgery would be an option. But we'd have to be saying to you, look, if this is a hypertrophic scar, you could get another one. So we could be trading one for another. But obviously we wouldn't do it if we thought that was going to happen. But that's not, that's always a worry about operating on scars, bad scars, that you give the person a, another bad scar. So you've got to try and think, what can I modify to make my scar better than the first one sort of thing. That's, that's, that's what we kind of goes through our minds when, we, uh, when we're doing this sort of thing. Uh, I had gynecomastia surgery and clear color sutures are still there. Looks like they're inside of the skin. How will they disappear if they are tied? Yeah, so um, it sounds like they are uh, dissolvable sutures. Um, I don't know if you had it with me, but uh, I do use clear uh, sutures underneath the skin for gynecomastia surgery, and there is a risk that they might you might see them. You might see the uh, particularly the knots, and they will they will um, they will disappear because the suture literally dissolves. Now, um, so it doesn't matter that it's tied, it will, it will disappear, it will dissolve. The problem is that the knots often take a bit longer to dissolve because they get dissolved by being in contact with water. And when you've got a knot, there's just water on the outside. So the inside can take a while. So sometimes the body kind of spits them out. So if it's been a few months since your surgery, uh, and if it's a nuisance, it might be possible to remove it for you. But uh, personally, I, try, I don't 
don't really do that and I wouldn't don't really want to do that because usually it settles and uh, if it uh, is a bit of a nuisance it usually sorts itself out and as I say it will dissolve but the knots take a little bit longer to dissolve so there's always a balance when we're doing surgery as to how many throws we put on the knot I don't know if you know what a throw is like if you tie your shoelaces that's like one throw you know so when you do knots, sometimes you sort of do throw and then you do the opposite way throw. So that, that's when you're tying knots. So <coughs> if you're doing something like really deep down, like for instance, the sort of thing that I would be doing would be something like uh, tummy tuck and I'm repairing the muscle, for instance, um, that's really deep down and that's really strong suture. So I do lots of throws on that uh, knot, loads of throws, but then the knot's really massive. <laughs> um, and then I try to try and sort of flatten it out so you can't feel the knot. <clears throat> can be a problem in slim people, but obviously if it's deeper down, you're less likely to feel that knot. Um, so it's more secure. So you're putting lots of throws on it. As you get closer to the skin, you put fewer throws on it, um, which makes it a less secure knot, but then makes the actual knot itself smaller. So uh, you're always trying to do a balance. So, you know, traditionally it's a kind of three um, throws you put on a, on a knot particularly close to the skin. But um, as I say, there's a balance between making sure the knot doesn't come apart, especially these clear ones, because the clear ones I use are um, what's called monocryl is the name of the suture, which is kind of like a monofilament, which is like fishing line, which kind of like has memory, a bit springy, as opposed to the other sutures, which are kind of like white, which are um, called vicral, which is like a shoelace, which is a braided suture, which is uh, which doesn't have memory, so it won't ping. It's not like a fishing line. It's like a rope, um, and the um, rope one will grab and tie a knot a lot better. You know those ships. You know when ships get um, moored at, at, at you know at the port, they have like big bra braided ropes. You know if you can imagine if they had like fishing line attached to the to the docks, you'd be worried it would kind of give or you know the knots wouldn't. I don't think they do attach by knots, but if let's just say they did attach by knots, it wouldn't be quite as good. I don't know if that, the, the ship is a good one, but but basically a a monofilament suture like a, like a fishing line um, doesn't grip as well as a uh, as a uh, a braided suture like Vicro, like a like a shoelace. Shoelace kind of grips really well. If you imagine shoelaces were made out of um, um, nylon or or a, or like a you know like a washing line stuff. It doesn't doesn't grip as well so um you have got a balance between the two <laughs> trying to make the knot uh, i don't know if you can tell them on my last question i'm trying to drag it out trying to make the knot um as small as you can but you've got to be a bit careful with the monocryl because you don't want the knot to undo uh that's the bottom line so uh, but the benefit of monocryl the body benefit if anyone's still with me i don't know anyway might have lost the anyway i'll carry on the monocryl one, like a fishing line, is less likely to get infected because the one like a shoelace has got like little nooks and crannies that you can get bugs in. So the vicryl is a bit more likely to get infected, but will grip better. So will hold the knot better. So if the wound's under a bit of tension, so like for instance, a tummy tuck, um, when you close, when well, we're all different, but when you're closing the tummy tuck, often kind of when you're taking attention off the wound, you'll use a braided suture like a vicryl um just to take the tension off because it's gaping and then once it's tensions off and you're putting one in the skin you use a monofilament because the tension's off and you you want to use a suture that's less likely to get infected um compared to the uh one 
but uh, with a gynecomastia, there's very little tension on that skin. So uh, personally, I don't use Vicryl. It would be reasonable to use Vicryl. I use the clear one, the clear monocryl. But as I say, it's got memory. It doesn't hold a knot so well. So you've got to be careful how many throws you put on it, because the more throws, the bigger the knot, and the longer it takes to dissolve. So that's how we came back to this. So what's going to happen? It's going to dissolve, but it has to dissolve from the outside in. So the bigger the knot, the longer it takes to dissolve. So yeah, it, but it will dissolve. Don't you worry, it will dissolve. But stay close with your doctors, what I say, because it can get infected while it's, because if you can see it, because presumably you can see it, um, because you're saying, how will it disappear? So if you can see it, there is a concern that it could get infected. So I would say stick to, if I'm your doctor, stick close to me. Um, I don't know if this is my patient, but if you are my patient, then, then, then you know, we need to keep an eye on things to make sure it doesn't get infected. Because if it looks like it's getting infected, we might have to remove the suture. Hopefully, it'll be long enough for the wound to have, um, you know, healed because that's the problem. If it gets infected and you, it's not long enough for the wound to get healed, then you're in a bad position if you have to think about removing the stitch when the wound hasn't completely healed because you worry it will open up. But these are all the problems that we face as surgeons who have um, potential issues and potential problems. But that's okay because we are highly trained in the uh, management of such things. So anyway, um, that's it. Yeah. So that's so. Don't worry. They're not will disappear. Any other question? But I should put all that stuff on my uh, dissolve with sutures video on YouTube, which seems uh, to get a lot of grief. It seems. Um, anyway, yes, that's me out. That's my last question. I have reason to believe, yes, it is. So, um, thank you all uh, for, we're still in January. Yes, we are, for this uh, wonderful January um, Q&A. If you have any cues, then please let me know. Message me or, um, or just message me. Yeah, not or. Message me in, in any way that you see fit. And I will do my level best to answer it. I'll answer it directly. And, I, and if it's, um, you know, relevant, I will put it on the uh, list for next week because um, that's what I do. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday for another thrilling episode of the um, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live Q&A. See you then. Thank you for putting up with this episode and uh, very much hope to see you next week. I'm signing off. Stop the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.